A little whisper in your ear or a huge crash down to earth, a lesson in love is life's way of nudging you in a new direction. Welcome to the Lessons in Love podcast with me, Carly Ann. I'm a self-esteem and relationship coach and I wholeheartedly believe I am here to help you break through the very relationship struggles that so many of us face. Through my own personal experiences and other people's inspiring lessons, I'm showing you that we can change and we can break free from toxic patterns in love. Inside this podcast, you are going to hear what has shaped successful love stories and healed heartbreak. I want you to know you are not alone, you are not crazy, you are not too much. This space is for the woman who is done with believing she needs someone else to be whole, the one who has had enough of not feeling enough, who is not willing to let her past or any more of her future, who is waving goodbye to a fantasy relationship and hello to the healthy, extraordinary love she deserves. This is where you learn how to become the most secure and irreplaceable version of yourself. Hello, welcome to Lessons in Love. I was really torn today about what to talk to you about. These solo episodes feel so precious. I don't do lots of them in one season, so I really feel like uh, it's my opportunity to share something with you that is important, that's relevant, that's inspiring. And you know what I thought would be the best idea is to share with you a video that has been really popular over on YouTube. So I'm going to share with you the audio from that. It's definitely something I get asked about a lot because I think there's a couple of buzzwords um, that is used around attachment. So yes, they're buzzwords, but they are extremely relevant. So I'm going to be giving you four top tips to help you self-soothe and regulate when your anxious attachment is triggered. So what I want to say about this is you might be someone who's already listened to all the tips and you've read all of the tips and still you struggle to put it into practice yourself. And I want you to know that maintaining that level of being regulated, staying in your window of being able to manage your emotion based on the attachment trigger that's happening based on whatever it is that is a threat or a stress in your relationship or dating world right now. There are certain triggers that we experience that can really send us into this space where we can feel quite out of control, like we're not being ourselves. And it's really normal to feel like, like certainly this is when people come to work with me, I'm really struggling to put this into practice. So I do want you to know that that isn't, it's not just you. This can be really difficult, but I really believe that these are four top tips that if you follow them, you are going to see a difference. If you really struggle, if you have been in these patterns for a long time, no matter how much you read, no matter how much you listen to these podcasts, then I would really urge you to take that next step join my membership, follow your fire, reach out to me. If you want to talk about that first, we can jump on a call. I just really want to make this clear because I know that this is one of those points that people can feel like, why isn't this working for me? I've been there. Many other people have been there. As always, as you're listening, if you do relate to any of this, please share, please download, 
because I really want to get this podcast to the people who really need it. It's just like you, just like me. And that's the way that we spread lessons in love. So I hope that you enjoy this. I hope that you get some little nuggets in here. Yeah, that's it for me. Working with people who get hijacked by emotion and their anxious attachment quite often means that one of the most common questions I get asked is about self-soothing. When you are triggered, when the emotion completely floods you, how do you bring yourself back down to earth? and prevent yourself from acting out and losing a sense of self in those moments. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is what is self-soothing? Why do people struggle with it? And I'm going to give you, okay, if you're watching this on YouTube or Instagram, I'm going to give you four tips on how you can self-soothe today. If you're inside my membership, Follow Your Fire, I'm going to give you two bonus tips plus some exercises to go with it. So by the end of this video, you will have at least four self-soothing tips that you can genuinely go and put into practice. So I want to give you a brief overview of what it means to self-soothe. And then I want to make sure that you have got some insight on what you can do to help yourself, because that's what this is really all about. So this isn't just about developing the skill to calm yourself down and regulate your emotions in the moment. This is also about helping you in the long term to be able to respond to triggering difficult moments instead of reacting, because that's when we get ourselves into, into those spirals, right? It's when we react and trust me, as someone who has very, very much been through this myself, I know the process of learning to self-soothe and I know what happens in those times when you react and then you end up filled with guilt, self-criticism, feeling bad, feeling like you're back at square one. So I want to make sure that you also, yes, you're creating short-term change and able to manage yourself, but also long-term change as well because that's what we want. That's what, you know, when you're doing this kind of work, you want to be adopting the tools and strategies that are going to help you in the long term as well. Before we dive in, let me introduce myself. I'm Carly Ann. I support you to interrupt and reshape your attachment style, heal past pain and develop your true sense of self so that you can follow your dreams and have extraordinary relationships in your lifetime. So let's start with what does it even mean to self-soothe? What is self-soothing? Let's look at the definitions of soothing because I think that will really help to explain. So I've got a few definitions here for you. Having a gentle and calming effect. If you think about it, that's what we want. When we are triggered and over overwhelmed, we want to be able to calm ourselves down. I know there's nothing worse you can say to someone um, who's feeling angry or frustrated or some kind of intense emotion, but it is true, it is what we need. Reducing pain or discomfort, and that includes emotional pain and discomfort. That makes somebody who is anxious, upset, feel calmer. I work with a lot of people who get overwhelmed by really 
anxious provoking thoughts that send them into a spiral where they then feel really really out of control and that's when they will do things and say things and be a person that isn't aligned with who they are so to be able to catch yourself in that moment and soothe yourself to feel calmer it's going to have such an amazing ripple effect onto your relationships and most importantly on how you feel about yourself that makes a tense or painful part of your body feel more comfortable. That is what we are talking about in these moments when something has happened, perhaps you've received a message or you haven't received a message and you start to feel tense, you start to feel that emotional discomfort. We want you to be able to help yourself in that moment to be able to feel more comfortable again. Because like I say, that's when you're then going to respond in a way that you want to. So we're looking at self-soothing being a way that you can look after yourself, give yourself love and bring yourself back down from a dysregulated, uncomfortable state. Physically, mentally, spiritually, we want to bring, I call it like coming back down to earth. That's what we, that's what we really want to help you to do in those moments. So when you experience whatever your trigger is, maybe you experience triggers in relationships when you're dating someone new, when you haven't heard from someone, when your partner tells you they're going to be going out without you. Maybe it's something at work. Maybe it is receiving some criticism. Maybe it's someone else getting some praise, but there is a trigger and we want you to be able to soothe yourself before it spirals, before you lose minutes, hours, days of your life. We are thinking about those times. A lot of the people that I work with, they dissociate in those moments. They basically like feel like they're leaving their body. They might do that through numbing. They might do that through overthinking. It's this form of self-protection where they will dissociate because the emotional pain that they're experiencing that moment, it feels too much. And quite frankly, they don't know how to handle that feeling. So to self-soothe is to be able to come back to your sense of self, to be able to stay in the moment, to rebalance, to restore, where you can then make the best decisions for yourself to come back to peace and align with who you really are. When we are triggered, we often become a version of ourselves, the hurt part of ourselves, um, old pain, old wounds. And we are then in that moment, someone that you're not really, it's not really who you are. The things that you say, the things that you do, the way that you feel like you lose control, you know it's not who you are. And that's why it makes you feel so awful afterwards because you know it's not who you are. But the truth is many people have real struggles with being able to self-soothe. And the tips that I give you today, they will help you to understand that as well so that you can make some of the changes that need to happen if you are going to successfully start to self-soothe. Let's talk about why people struggle to self-soothe. So you weren't taught it, you weren't educated around self-soothing and regulating yourself and understanding emotions and perhaps you weren't modelled it either. You didn't see the people around you self-soothing themselves or being able to soothe you. Perhaps the parents or caregivers 
were unable to self-soothe you, unable to self-soothe themselves. It's very possible that they were dysregulated themselves. And this is not a blame game. Self-soothing practices, they're often not the first thing that come to your mind when you're triggered. When you're triggered, you're sensing some kind of threat, some kind of danger, even if it's psychological. And so in those moments, you are primed to act, to freeze, to fight, to flight. You're not primed to kind of take that step back and think, mm, how can I soothe myself and calm myself down? So you have to learn to be able to, yes, assess for risk, but then when you realise there is no danger or threat to be able to soothe yourself and bring yourself back to reality and down to earth, because otherwise we spiral into places that are so unhelpful. Other reasons it can be difficult to self-soothe is it's a trauma response, that reaction to stress. Some people who have experienced traumas are hyper alert. They tend to live in that state of survival, fight or flight state, and it's self-protection. And they'll tend to spend more time in that state than they do feeling calm and soothed and regulated and content. And so the more you spend time in that heightened state, the more that you are likely to react to life, to situations, um, you're more sensitive to the world. And so self-soothing, it can be that extra bit difficult, not impossible, doesn't mean that you can't do it, but it might mean that it just takes that extra bit of focus from you. I am so proud to tell you this episode is sponsored by The Happiness Planner. This brand is one I have used personally for years. In fact, it is one of the very first journals I found when I started out on my own happiness journey. They offer a range of planners, journals and different resources to help you on your journey of self-discovery. Their mission is in helping you gain awareness of self and of others, heal from past traumas, master your thoughts, emotional and behavioural patterns and create a life where you feel happy, whole and fulfilled. Now, if you know me and the work that I do, you will know how aligned that is with my own vision. So you can head to their website, thehappinessplanner.co.uk to check them out. And you can use the discount code Lessons in Love, which will give you 10% off all of their amazing products. So let's get started on the four tips because that's probably why you're here, right? Because like I say, this is the question I get. How do we bring ourselves back down when we are triggered? So four tips here for you, unless you are inside my membership, follow your fire, in which case you are getting six tips. And if you want to know more about follow your fire so that you can get your hands on bonus and exclusive content and so much more, um, then you can go to the link in the bio and check that out out. Let's get started. So the first tip for being able to self-soothe is you have to be able to believe and be willing to take responsibility. This is not a blame game. No one else can do this for you. And it's true that reading the books and watching the videos is often not enough. It's actually the practice. It's one thing to learn and educate, and that's what I'm here for, you know. But then when I'm working with people, especially one-to-one, -one, 
that's when we're looking at, well, how do I actually master these tools? So for example, perhaps if I'm working with people in like a small coaching container or one-to-one, we are more working on how do you master these skills? Because that's what has to happen. And that is through practice. Your language. I can't tell you the amount of people that I have heard over the years that will say, it just doesn't work for me. You know, these changes, I just can't do it. That's really holding you back, that kind of language. It's not easy for anyone. It's not that you're broken and that you can't do it. So be really mindful of your language. I know that you might not have the evidence behind you yet. You haven't got the evidence that this works for you. It's going to take some trust. And that is part of this process. I promise you, I remember specifically, I talk about it, the times when I used to think, maybe I just can't do this. And here I am now, and I very much am able to self-soothe. I'm so proud of the way that I can self-soothe. So I know there isn't anything I have that you don't. So I know if I can do it, that you can too. I'm very confident with that. It's not your fault. Like I said, it's not a blame game, but your patterns, and your happiness, it is your responsibility. So you're gonna have to be the one to step up and say, I'm going to reteach myself these skills. The second tip is to develop awareness. Change doesn't happen without awareness of your patterns, without awareness of what's going on. We have to bring you off of autopilot. A lot of the work that you will notice that you're doing in the early stages of making change is looking at your current patterns and adopting tools and strategies that help you to sort of pull back from being on autopilot, being in that spiral of your thinking, your emotions, and to start naming it and recognizing it. So you're going to have to develop a huge amount of awareness, to be honest with you, of your feelings. Um, I'll give you some tips, actually. The, the next one will help with that. So daily practices that allow you to step into the current moment, they are key when it comes to developing self-awareness. I have specific tools that I will give my clients, especially if they are on that autopilot stage, some of them aren't, but if they are, then we have to start with awareness tactics, awareness techniques. Um, it is a long game too. You will see some immediate results, absolutely, if you look for them, because a lot of people dismiss the immediate results. They dismiss the healing, dismiss the positive. So again, it might be that you need to learn a bit of that as well and give yourself grace around the positive changes you are making. But it is a long game as well. Remember, we're thinking of long-term change. The kind of results that you want is going to take time. Not that I know what you want, but usually we want the big results and we want them now. What I would say for developing awareness is to go and watch my free three-part course, Attachment Styles The Next Level. Yes, it's three parts. It's going to take you a bit of time, but there are very specific tools in there, as you will see, that are about helping you to identify your cycle and develop awareness, the cycle of what happens when you become triggered so that you can then self-soothe. The third one, this is what I'm talking about really getting used to and getting to know your body and how you respond. Get to know the sensations that happen in your body when you are triggered. When you experience different types of triggers, you're going to experience physical responses 
and get to know them get to know what happens internally we're often so focused on what's going on in the outside world but the truth is if you can look at what's happening internally these sensations such as your heart rate increasing uh, your breath becoming quite shallow i don't know i get a bit of a pain in the top of my neck when i'm quite triggered um, but not top of my neck like top of my back it's just quite tight um, i didn't used to be aware of that but through doing this work i now know okay i feel that so i know then my next steps they're a really good warning sign of what to do next so that you don't go down the same path that you usually do. So get to know feelings and emotions as sensations in your body. Get to know what happens when you become triggered because they are going to become your cue to self-soothe, to do something new. Your fourth tip is healing work. It is to go deeper. Your triggers are your greatest sign of what you need to work on next. Don't let them pass you by. Don't judge yourself for them. Don't think that you're not changing. Use them in the most powerful way, which is they're your next level. They are your next level. They give you the opportunity to understand why you're hurting. They give you the opportunity to understand what's going on underneath. So if you start dedicating your time to the healing work, what will happen is when you become triggered, you'll be more likely to know, okay, I know what's happening here. I actually understand why I feel this way. And so then you're going to be able to offer yourself more love and more chances of self-soothing in that moment. So the things that you do outside of your triggered times are really, really key. Don't wait for just the moments when you're in it. Do this work outside, do this healing work outside of it. Inner child communication. I love doing inner child work with the people that I work with because I think it's so, so powerful, especially when it comes to self-soothing. So I'm giving you a few tips here inside this whole uh, sort of framework of healing work. So inner child communication. Learn what that inner child needs. When you become triggered, when you're unable to self-soothe, there is a part of you that is taken over, that is hurt. And this is your opportunity to soothe that part of you, to offer love, understanding, guidance, mentoring, touch, whatever it might be. This is the opportunity for that. Breath work is really, really powerful. To be able to take yourself in and to let yourself know you are safe. We're not there taking deep breaths when we're not safe. So breath work is really, really powerful. It's really useful for trauma work as well. It's definitely something, all of these I advise you to get help with. With tip number four, the healing work, I absolutely advise you to get help with this. You do not have to do this on your own. Separating past and present feelings and responses. In the moment, if you can get to the point where you can realize that much of what you are experiencing when you are feeling rejected, when you're feeling hurt or left out, whatever it is that's happening for you in that moment, if you can see that a lot of that feeling, a lot of that reaction is to do with your experiences in the past, yes, some of it will be what's happening in the current moment, but much of it will be about the past. Then you can start to respond in a way, in like an appropriate way to the current situation. Again, my free course, Attachment Stars, The Next Level, gets you started on this and helps you to begin your process of that deeper level healing work.
So there you have it. There are your steps to being able to self-soothe. This is a commitment to yourself, but I promise you it is so worth it. Remember that you don't have to do this alone. Remember that it is about mastering it as well. And we need help to do that a lot of the time, especially if your inability to self-soothe is impacting your life is impacting you in negative ways you don't have to wait to hit rock bottom you don't have to wait for it to ruin your relationships or for years to pass you can get help with this this is a skill that people develop only literally this week i've just had a session with my client where we were celebrating the way that she was able to self-soothe basically through not um reaching out that sort of no contact because usually when she does that it kind of makes the situation that she's in currently bigger um, and it's not helping so she was able to self-soothe through that and that is just so powerful because she's never been able to do that in the past it's not a skill that she had and now she does so trust me as i keep saying this is possible for you as well it's about learning to master it from here when you start to self-soothe you are going to experience less stress less imposter syndrome, healthier relationships, more meaningful relationships with yourself, that's the most important, a meaningful relationship with you, that you can trust yourself, and so many other ripple effects. So be sure to subscribe if you want more. So make sure that you are following for that. Otherwise, do not forget you're enough, you are lovable, you are so, so worthy, and you are irreplaceable.